Damn, this mic is tall. This mic is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar tall. Obviously, I switched out this. Switched out a lot of things in my life recently. I'm going to throw this over to the left like this just so you can see that face. Yeah, um, before I start this, I just want to mention one thing. That email in the pinned comment... I mentioned a couple things, honestly, but uh, that email in the pinned comment, what I'm going to do now, instead of like reading through the emails, I want you guys to send me a video of yourself asking these questions, a video, or at least an audio clip, because I feel like the audio clip, um, I don't know, explains better in a more authentic way about any questions you guys have. And I'm also getting rid of this mic stand, like stat tomorrow, the new mic stands come in. I got rid of those um, arm ones, for those of you just listening to the audio, just because I was not feeling them anymore. You had to have like a certain type of table, and they were just bulky, just simplifying things, just simplifying things, more simple than I've ever uh, done before, actually. And I this uh, podcast will explain why I haven't really been posting on YouTube too much. I've talked about that before. This mic is probably looking so janky on uh, on the video, but I'm just making it work till tomorrow. But I've really simplified a lot of things, and a lot of changes have happened in the past two months. Like, I've gone through more. I t- tweeted this the other day. I've gone through more changes in the past two months than I have in the past two years, like easily. And uh, I get into that baby today. I'm going to explain what my current situation is here. You might notice the studio looks a little different. And there is an explanation for that as well. And um, yeah, so let's just jump right into it. Things that have gone down in the past two months. The I'd say starting in February, you guys could probably see in the podcast for sure that uh, um, I, w- I just was not feeling well. Just was not feeling well. And there's a lot of factors to it. So um, I, I've decided to switch a lot of the way that I live because the way I was living my life was fundamentally wrong, and I knew that for a while on so many different levels. Some I'll cover in here, some I will not. But um, yeah, let's, just, let's get into it because I think last time we talked, you know, I was trying to find the place in Miami, and that plagued my mind, man. That plagued my mind. Like, I don't know a lot. I'm sure some people can think out there. Show will plague your mind like roaches. Plague your mind like ants in a starcher bag. Plague your mind like the COVID. <laughs> plague your mind like the bubonic plague. Like it's 1800s out here, 1700s, whenever that happened. Plague your mind like the Spanish flu. Like it's 1919. And... um I decided that there's obviously change needs to happen in many different ways. The way I'm living, the way I'm thinking, the way I'm acting, the way I'm working, the way I'm approaching life. And to do that, I kind of had to step away a bit, obviously from the podcast, because I I don't think I should have been making podcasts back then. Maybe I should have. I mean, people liked them. People can relate to certain things, but... For me, sometimes you just got to take a step away. And back in January, when I went off that, um, went off into that social media, 
what do you call it? Kahui. I'm blanking on the word. I'm just going to use Kahui. When I got off social media for a month, um, these were the initial budding of these thoughts. And um, going from there, I decided when I got back, I had certain plans I was going to do, certain plans I was trying to achieve, but I never fixed the root of myself in order for me to put get into this direction. I never fixed that root. All I did was leave social media and then not change much about myself. And I was reading in Jocko Willick's book. I think it was his book. Uh, multiple books, honestly. The book, uh, Outwin the Devil. I'm, I'm on the... I forgot that I didn't read the last like 30 pages or some good stuff in the last 30 pages. But, and a lot of uh, Alex Becker videos, guys, too. Holy shit, that guy's on another level. And he's definitely uh, brought me in the right direction in terms of thinking and changing my thinking. If you, haven't, if you don't watch Alex Becker, man, go check him out. He is amazing. So, where do we start? Let's start... Early April, I'd say around the time I posted the last podcast. Because I never fixed what, what, what I believe was fundamentally wrong with the way I was living, thinking, doing, acting, and working, I believe that if you don't fix the roots, that plant will never grow. And my light just fell. And so... That's one thing I didn't get. It's just like, you can't change yourself by changing what you aim at. You change yourself by starting at the core, starting with who you are, how you're acting, how you're feeling, the thoughts you're having, the way, everything. Because if you want to make a change in your life, you got to make a change in yourself first. And I think that's something I didn't understand at the beginning of this year. You have to change who you are to change what you want to become essentially. And I was mainly focused on changing what I want changing what I wanted to do, not who I was. And that is a recipe for disaster. And those two will fight each other like crazy. They will fight, 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 fight like Mike Tyson or like Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul. Floyd Mayweather is gonna be that your old self essentially, that that self that you haven't changed yet. And Logan Paul is the person you want to become, <laughs> as weird as that sounds. But point is, Floyd Mayweather is going to knock your ass out or knock out those. And uh, so, yeah, late March, early April, there was about a two-week span where I just started building up stress. I mean, it was stress in so many different directions. Um. Again, some I'll cover, some I won't. It was stress in the stock market, obviously, about how so many stocks are going down. But the the thing is, like that, I try to keep a perspective on it. It's just like I have I'm up so much in the past year that the dips that have been happening overall don't affect me in the long scale. Um, I wouldn't say that was the main contributing factor. I think the main contributing factor was what I just talked about. The fact I was not, I was aiming at what I wanted to become, 
but not fixing who I was. Um, I feel like a lot of people can probably relate to that too. I'm glad I've been getting this knowledge recently because in the past, like I said, the past fucking three weeks, I'd say since my last podcast, major changes have gone down and I'll explain everything because this is a wild story, a little bit of a wild story. I didn't expect all of this to happen, but it did. So late March, early April, I'm just analyzing everything. I'm in a, I, I, I allow myself to become in a very clear headspace. Very clear. So much so that it was kind of scary how clear it was. Because again, I was changing what was fundamentally, what I, what I consider was fundamentally the issue uh, multiple different ways. And when that happens, certain things can knock you out like Bay Ruth, right out of the park. So that started happening, the stocks or whatever. I wouldn't, like, again, I don't think the stock issue, not an issue, because between me, you and I, I'm, I'm decently well off, and I'm very fortunate to feel that way. But that, I don't think that was the main issue. The, I think the, the big issue was how much, how much clarity of self-awareness I had while also changing many things about me uh, and not even about me, but about my life and going from there. So as you guys know, I was looking for a place in Miami, but then I also signed three months in Colorado. And the plan was I'm going to move out of my place in St. Louis, go to Colorado, sign a place in Miami and move from Colorado to Miami. And the original plan was that dog, which that, whew, that was a, that was a, that just threw a, uh, a curveball into anything like Randy Johnson. I was Randy Johnson and shit left and right. Uh, Cause I, you know, you guys know if most, I would say most of these listeners that we have are concurrent listeners. They, my podcast get very similar views every time. So I'm happy to have you guys all here. What happened from there was, I like. There's one specific building in Miami I really wanted, and fucking if you follow my story, just a couple weeks ago, a place popped up and it was gone in two minutes. Two minutes. That's how crazy it is out there. And as the days got closer to this Colorado move, I started with my new clarity. Let's take it back three weeks. Uh, four weeks to to when I was talking about when probably all of what I'm talking about really peaked for me. I started allowing the changes to control my life, not me control the changes. And that goes back to the beginning of what I'm talking about, where I wasn't change. I wasn't fundamental. I wasn't focused on the fundamentals of who I was. I was more focused on the changes than the changes in myself, I was more focused on the outward changes, which shook my body, again, like the Floyd Mayweather. And so I became very sick, like very sick. I don't get sick. I have not really been actually sick, except when I got coronavirus back in January of, I mean, December, late December of 2019, early January 2020. 
Um, and that's up for debate, whatever, but I'm pretty sure because that was the last time I was sick. And before that, I hadn't been sick in like three years, but I've never had stress-induced sickness ever before. And uh, I got just fucking knocked out by this by this sickness all the while stress is piling up, you know. I got to find a place in Miami. I got to, you know, adjust the, these stocks. I got to, you know, I was becoming obsessed with checking Robinhood at one point. Obsessed. Which is, and my mentor brought this up to me. He's like, man, have you ever thought about going short on stocks and long on crypto? Because I have way more in crypto than I do in stocks, but I check the stocks obsessively. And he was like, you know, Scott, I know people who make who can make millions options trading, but can't make a dollar long term. And I know and I know people who can't make a dollar options trading, but make millions long term. And he's like, you need to take a you need to sell you need to really self analyze where those feelings are coming from, because you might be in one of those categories. Like, that's interesting. Because shout out to my boy, the laptop legend. If you guys are listening to this motherfucker, go tell the laptop legend I said what up. He's been killing it in the OTC stocks uh, on YouTube. Comment on his last video that I sent you there. Because he actually lives down the road and it's cool. He started uh, as a very successful drop shipper. That's how I met him. And now he's just been making so much money in stocks. Uh, just trading on the daily. And he himself isn't long term. He likes doing short term because he can't stand the side of his account bleeding. I can stand crypto bleeding, but I cannot, but it does affect me when stocks bleed. So I'm like, huh, wonder why that is. Is it because I don't really have full understanding and faith in the stocks I'm in? Probably. Is it because I have full faith and understand the cryptos I'm in? Yeah, 100%. Like I lost $30,000 in like 10 minutes the other day. Uh, Crypto, didn't even flinch. Now I'm up even more. Didn't even flinch. No flinch on this side. But... The main driving issue to why I think I got physically sick was because, again, I was focused on changing what was around me, not changing what was in me. And those are that's a battle right there. And so as and I don't mean to talk about the stock thing too much because I don't think it was the, really the root, but. I decided that it was plaguing me so much that I decided to sell all my stocks except Rolls Royce. I still hold that. But then I actually bought in recently as as the stocks have dipped down. Mm. But on top of that, I was looking for a place in Miami. So stress, 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 stress. And so many, again, some factors I'd rather not talk about. Uh, and just overall, a change in what I'm doing, but not a change in who I was essentially holding on to say old, old holding on to a lot of old stuff. And so from there I started looking around and I was like, okay, let me change. I haven't changed the way I haven't changed my environment in a while. So let me change that. So right now, the only thing in terms of clothes that I have in this house is these shirts and four sweaters and some hoodies. No, like I just want to simplify the wardrobe. I got on my phone. I simplified my apps. There's no red notification bell except for on messages. 
and then I made it only one page on my phone. Okay, gotcha. So I started feeling better as it, as it went on, but dude, I've never had stress-induced sickness. And when, when you have stress-induced sickness, it's hard to do anything. Like there's certain things I was supposed to do. There's certain, just, it controlled me. It controlled me. As dumb as that sounds, probably it controlled me. And as the dates got closer, I started realizing, holy shit, I'm, well, before I get that, so during all this stress, during all this, my mentor introduced me to Transcendental Meditation, TM. I was like, okay, I'll try it. He's been, talk, he's been trying to get me into it for months. I was like, okay, I'll do it. So there's like 15-day prerequisite, and you got to bring certain things to this meeting. It's a four-day seminar, uh, four, two to four hours a day. And luckily, shout out Linda in St. Louis. If you guys are in St. Louis, you got to go get this TM um, course because it's really crazy. And I would say transcendental meditation is what main is what changed. Like I said, I wasn't focused on changing who I um, I wasn't cha- focused on changing my inside. I was more focused on changing my outside. And that's what TM did. TM really started changing the way I thought, my responses to stress, the calmness in my mind, my focus, and just my overall understanding of who I wanted to become and how to be how to become. And it was also kind of, it was actually really emotional because when I say that I've never been more clear-headed in my life you have to give up certain things to do TM in terms of the way you live, the way you think or whatever. You have to release some of those. And when you release some of those, the clouds, sh- uh, the clouds dissipate and you have a clear view on everything, which is fucking scary. <laughs> Fuck it. I'll be, I'll be honest. It, it's, pretty, uh, it's a little frightening to really clearly look at, your, look at the way you are, the way you're living, um, the way you, the way you're doing everything, and that's how you make a real change, like a real change. So, for those of you who don't know, TM is uh, simply. We're told not to talk about it too much, but I know that I can probably talk about this. It this is the way I describe TM to everybody, and this is how she described it to me. The ocean has waves and ripples at the top, right? It's always moving, but below all the way to the depth, no movement. And that represents your consciousness. The top is the thoughts and the bubbles that come from the bottom of the ocean get bigger and bigger and pop at the top. That's your thoughts. And those thoughts are shifting your brain, your consciousness is doing all this shit. What TM does is it allows your consciousness to descend to the source. Watering the roots to endure the fruits. And so when you go down to there, you're looking at what causes certain, uh, uh, certain thoughts. You see what causes certain um, tendencies. You see what causes you to be the person you are. And guess what? It's nothing to do with, it doesn't, well, it has stuff to do with that, but mainly it has to do with why those, why, where that's coming from. 
And that's what it allows you to analyze. And it's freaky, but in a good way, freaky. It's kind of like taking the blinders off and, and really, instead of just like, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to deal with that. Ah, da, 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 da. And then all these thoughts, it goes down straight to the source of why, why? And then like when I'm, when I'm doing that TM, I just have a full analytical perception about everything straight to my childhood Straight to the person I am today, everything. And by doing that, that's where real change comes from. So I went through that and it was very beneficial. The first two days were kind of, like I said, freaky. Because I've never done meditation before. I've done one meditation and believe it or not, I was able to telecommunicate to my friend in Chicago from Colorado and have him send me a message, which he did. The exact message that I saw, I, I, I literally remember astral projecting on, on a mountain in Colorado. Never meditated before, but some told me to. Astral projecting, and then the, the orbs that you see in Donnie Darko came out of Colorado to Chicago, and I sent him a fucking telekinetic message and told him to do something, and he two hours later, dude, he did it. He literally did the exact thing. So I, I haven't really done it since then. Which I think everybody should do. And so that really makes you not only question who you are, but question who you want to become. Right? And why. Why, why, why. Three levels of why. Why, why, why. And after that course, I was, after the, the, the first and second day were a bit tough for sure, but the third and fourth day, very clear. I feel very at peace right now, but I didn't right after that. And this is why, and this is why you're seeing new studio. And this is why um, I did not expect this to happen. So leading up to Colorado, I realized that because it's a town of 950 people, but it's a great way to get away from everything. But leading up to it, I knew there was something off about this. Like something felt so, so wrong. Something felt very wrong. And I couldn't figure it out. And, you know, I was like, okay, I'll go ahead and do it. So the days are leading up. I'm getting rid of a bunch of stuff. The days are coming. I'm about to move out May 1st. The days are coming up. The days are coming up. And... My buddy Parker, who you guys saw on the podcast, he said that he would take half of my furniture, like probably 70% of it. So I had to move like 30%, which was my bed, my couch, and my TV. That's it. Everything else he was fine with taking and buying. And I'm in the process. So I started packing up three days or for three days leading up to the day I'm supposed to move out May 1st. And I'm packing up. I'm giving my st- so I had a, I, all my designer stuff that I haven't sold because I don't have a fucking PayPal, which is so annoying. I can't sell on Grailed. I gave to my friend David. I say here, take it, David. Handed that all over to him. Okay. Next, I had like a box or two of. I had a one, two boxes of usable items, things that. 
I could still see uh, usefulness in. So I decided I'll give those to my parents, you know. So I dropped off on my parents. Next, I had to move my furniture. And guys, this is over like a three or four day span. Next, I had to move my furniture. I grab my furniture. Take it over to my friend Jesse's. Into his basement. So now, I still had... The stuff I wanted to keep here at 212. And I quickly realized the stuff I wanted to keep far exceeded the cargo load of my car. So now I had to bring more stuff to my grandma's. And things quickly became, began to set in where with the help of TM, because guys, I'm now I'm looking at these decisions that I made. I did not do I these decisions that I was making were done in a heap load of stress over so many different things. Heap load. Tons of it. And post TM, the reason it was so freaky, like I said, was because it makes you analyze all your choices. And I remember May first when the day I was supposed to move out was a Saturday and the staff isn't there on Sunday. So I know I had at least until Sunday to manipulate that shit. And I'm just packing up. I'm throwing away bags on bags on bags on bags on bags. Literally 12 to 15 garbage, um, 12 to 15 trash bags easily of stuff. And I'm going through my stuff, guys. And it it's like I'm reliving my life. Like I'm finding letters from my exes. I'm finding items I bought for a specific trip. I haven't cleaned out shit in like three years since I moved into this place. I'm looking at old clothing, which I gave a huge amount to to the Goodwill. Because again, I got rid of everything but just blanks. That's it. I don't want anything. I launched Simplify Apparel. Originally, I, I, I bought all these shirts and shorts and stuff. And I realized, is that really simplification? Having multiple different designs. Maybe I'll bring it back um, once I get the quality right one day. But for now, the reason I love the term simplify so much is because it lightens your brain. It lightens the load of where you're living. And so adding this massive amount of clothing to my wardrobe, is that really what the slogan itself stands for? So that's actually why I kept with the hats. Simplify hats. Those are the only hats I wear now. I do not wear Von Dutch anymore. I just wear the hats. I got four Simplify hats, probably 20 blank shirts, and probably three or four pairs of shorts and three or four sweatpants. That's it. And then obviously two pairs of jeans or whatever and maybe a suit just in case. But I'm trying to get that down even. I'm trying to, I have like 12 pairs of shoes. I want to get it down to two. I want to get down uh, three, honestly. I wanted to, or maybe four. <laughs> I wanted to get it down to um, like a pair of white Yeezys for leisure, a pair of 4.0 Ultra Boosts for active, a pair of hiking boots, and that's honestly uh, it, probably just three, because I wanted to keep it simple. And why am I keeping it simple? It's because I've been so distracted for so long about the outside world that I've been ignoring the inside world. And by and I didn't, like, looking back, I'm like, Jesus Christ. 
but I've been buying stuff so much. And I've heard people talk about this back then, and I was like, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. They do. Buying stuff to ignore the stuff. I'm buying stuff to fix my outward world to ignore what I need to fix in my inward world. This is not a podcast to be like, yeah, hopefully you can tell in the tone of my voice. I'm not, like, this is not like a Debbie Downer podcast. This is going to be one of the last ones like this, I think, because I'm going to switch it up a bit. But I want to give an explanation to everything. And so back to when I'm moving out of this place. I'm throwing away everything, dude. I'm throwing away. I do. I threw away all my plates, which made 25 floors down. Bow, 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 bow. A lot of my cups. And then my friend Caleb comes over, and I talk to him. And I was like, man, in the past two years, I moved eight different times, I think. Seven different times. All I want in my life is stability. And I'm like, I'm, I'm questioning whether it's right for me to move out and go to a place for two months where I'm going to move to another place all while having my place in five different places, including Colorado, maybe six, maybe six different places while I'm living in Colorado, not knowing whether I'll need my furniture and knowing when I come back, I don't really have a place to stay. And I need to pack up. I might need to pack up certain things, which leaves more things spread out. Think about how stressful that is, guys. This is why I haven't been posting. This is why, to be honest, I really haven't been working on the things I needed to be working on. And I take full responsibility for that because I did this to myself. But these decisions were done... I would say by the old me, essentially. And that's what Caleb brought out. Because Caleb, he went through a near-death experience where he fractured his neck, almost broke it. And he would not he would have been dead or paralyzed for life. And this was about three or four years ago. I remember when this happened. He was very, very close to being dead or paralyzed. And he talked about two things that really stuck with me. He says... What he realized after that is the decisions we make today should have no reflection on the decisions we made previously because who we are today is not the person who made those decisions. I'm like, wow. He goes, it doesn't matter what what you've made. It doesn't matter what you made before because all that matters is what feels right right now. And you're not a slave to any decision that you've made before. And then something a little off topic, but still on topic that I talked about is that he realized every single day after his near-death experience, he said that's a bonus life. Even if he wastes away the day doing nothing, he's grateful because that's just a bonus life. He's living bonus lives. He could have died easily. But that, that decision, really, that what he said really stuck with me. The decisions you make today hold no weight against the decisions you made before. And with everything that I've changed internally about myself in the past month, I realize, and having that clear view, I realize that those decisions were done kind of out of desperation, desperation for change in the outside world that I was living. Desperation, but... I can never become the person I, you can never become the person that you want to be just changing the outside. That's why you see people just, they feel sad. They buy a new car. They feel sad. They buy new clothes. They feel sad. They buy new shit. 
And that's exactly kind of how I, I live my life for a while. So I've, I really understand now that that's what really enslaves you. Changing your outside world and ignoring your inside. So that is when, so I didn't even make that, I didn't make this decision, which explains this, what I'm about to explain. I didn't make that decision that day. I was like, you know, I'll just go to Colorado, wait it out there and sign a place in Miami. So my realtor went and looked at two places in Miami. One was that place at the building I wanted, which jacked up their price. You can get, you can get, you're paying more for one bedroom now than you're paying for a two bedroom four, four months ago when I first started looking, which I feel like, what is that something I really want to do, you know? And I took a step back with my TM. This, these are the thoughts I kind of had in TM and, and the thoughts I had after. It's like, why do I want to move to Miami? Because all my friends are. But why do I want to move to Miami? Because the opportunity. But why do I want to move to Miami? Change. And then I realized that's change in the outside world. I got to focus on the change in my inside world before I can ever change the outside world to what, I, before I can understand what I want to change, you know? Hopefully that made sense. Um, so she sent two offers. One was accepted, and it was at a place in Mid-Beach. And it was cool. It was a nice two-bedroom, fully furnished. There was not really um, too big of a view, but the inside was really nice. And I was about to sign it, and I, I took a step back again with the TM. Really suggest people just search, go to tm.org. I think it's tm.org. Let me verify that right now. Because my thought, this has changed my entire thought process. And I just really need to take this time to, maybe it's not, maybe it's not tm. Oh, wait. Oh, that's so weird. My, that's so weird. My uh, thing's not working. Hold on. I want to get this right. Dude, this is so crazy. It is tm.org, but my Google is not working right now. Anyway. I thought, and this is a great question to ask yourself when you're moving into a place. Is this a place I'd be happy to live in while it's raining or while the weather's bad? The other building was great amenities, lots to do in the area indoors, in Brickell. Well, I can go to the roof. I can go to the pool. I can go to many different places in this building. And I'm not even sold on the building. That's not what, that's not the idea of this. I'm saying this one question stopped me from having making a regretful choice. And that was, would I be happy in this building under bad circumstances? And maybe not even weather circumstances, maybe my own circumstances, would I be happy? But I think the rain is a great representation of that. And it was a no. It was a no. And so I said, no, I will not take that. And this was now May 2nd. This is the um, Sunday when I was definitely supposed to be out of there already. So from there, I, I was sleeping at my grandma's because my bed was moved. Like, luckily, it was only those three things that we had to move, but everything else stayed. 
great setup, right? My, my stuff's going to get bought out, and I'm moving to Colorado, and then from there I'm moving to Miami. And the stress was building up, building up, building up, building up to the levels that it was in early May. So I just analyzed it. And I got to my apartment to move the rest of my stuff out. I probably had, like, everything was boxed up. It was ready to go. But then, oh, I forgot this part, May 1st. I look at May 1st, and I look at the weather, because I was, I was, I, I was uh, leaving May 2nd, or May 3rd, honestly, for Monday. And I look at the weather of where I'm staying, and it's a, guys, it's a beautiful day here in St. Louis. 77, everything's green, so many people are out. Saturday, so like it's that act active environment that we haven't really had for year uh, for a year and a half, and it was feeling great here. I look at the weather, and this is really the start of when I really started questioning whether this was right. I look at the weather. That day, I'm supposed to drive in the the place I'm staying, five inches of snow. This is after going through tons of snow, tons of cold for months. In in St. Louis, finally about to finally warming up. Boom, five inches of snow by yourself, with your stuff in five different places, with your your furniture half gone, with um, the stuff that you want to take to Miami can't even fit in your car, among many other things. And I came to the apartment. I stood there while I was supposed to be like, I'm on a time. Like, I got to be out of here tonight. I stood there. And two hours went by. Talked to some friends. I decided I got to stay another six months and figure this out. I got to stay another six months. If nothing else so that I can just move to Miami directly. I can't even begin to tell you the amount of stress I was putting on myself. Put, giving my stuff to David, giving my stuff to my parents, giving my stuff to Goodwill, giving my stuff to my grandmas, giving my stuff to Parker, giving my stuff, uh, leaving my stuff in uh, this apartment, putting my stuff in the car, all while knowing I got to probably do it all again. And collect the scatters while probably living in a hotel when I get back. This is not setting me up for a healthy living style. And thank God I was aware of that because I put it to you like this. I would much rather have a, I'd much rather wait and have a smooth landing in Miami than have a crash landing. And I feel like that's the direction I was going. I was just going to land in Miami and scatter, do all this, da, 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 da. No, that's not happening. I need to be honest with myself and make decisions based on the thinking and the person I am today, not the person I was two months ago. Because to be honest, guys, looking two months ago or even like a year ago, especially a year ago when Corona hit, I just haven't felt myself. And I started distancing myself from who I was inside, I guess. Best way I can describe it. And the tactics and the methods and the requirements of TM brought me right back. And it was, that was kind of like touchdown. I've been kind of like chilling, 
looking around up in space, and I and now I'm back on the ground. I'm like, whoa, there's some things I need to change in many different ways. So from there, two things happen. One, I signed six more months here in this apartment, which I do really love. Like, I love living here. The thing I don't love is a lot of the memories associated with it, especially in the past year or whatever before. It was awesome. But just making mistakes, you know, we all make mistakes. And just I'm learning from it for sure. Two, I changed the setup of the apartment. So now my desk right here, my trading computer, my work computer is overlooking all of St. Louis. That was the issue with, oh, I hated being in that dark room on the computer. I felt like, I don't even know what I felt like. I just did not feel right in there. I hate, like, honestly hated being in there, which obviously affected my work. And, like, I would just work wherever on the laptop. I would have this badass computer and not really use it because I'd mad, rather be out in the with the windows and the view. Again, going back to how I really wouldn't like a view wherever I live because I'm so used to having a view. I'm not sure if I can go back. <laughs> So I maneuver this whole room. The podcast studio is now in this corner, and I got this badass view to my left, the badass computer that I know I can just take over the world with now. Not before, but now. Because scatterbrainedness is not... When you're scatterbrained, you got no target. And that's what I was. I was just... Chasing the money, chasing money, 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 money. That's so much I distanced myself from who I was. Money. Let me make more money. Let me buy stuff to show that I'm making money. Let me attach myself so much to this money that when the money's going down, again, not luckily not too much, still in the profits. When the money's going down, that's when I start to... Like... I guess the best way I can describe it is I attached myself so much to a lot of the stocks and emotionally that when it was going down, I felt less, which is stupid, okay? Stupid. Because overall, I've never been more wealthy in my entire life, like not even close. Not even close. But I realized that thinking was fundamentally wrong. And my mentor has been guiding me through this, which is awesome. Linda at the TM Center has really helped more than she even knows. More than she even knows. I'm going to tell her everything. (laughs) Next time I see her. She's one of the best. She's been doing it since 1977. She met Maharshi herself. The guy who brought TM to the West. Who taught the Beatles. But back to the situation. Decided to stay. I rearranged the whole thing in eight hours straight. Did not fuck around. We went and got that furniture non-stop moving, changed everything. My bedroom's in the dark room, which is awesome because now I can actually sleep while my work room's in the light room, which is awesome because now I can actually work. And I am so clear-headed that if I was a stock, I realized that in terms of my mentality, I found the bottom, essentially, as, as bad as that sounds. As that sounds, I found the bottom. But the fundamentals have shifted, for sure. 
Furthermore, this is not to say I'm not going to Colorado. I'm leaving for Colorado on Sunday. But I'm bringing my friend with me, which is going to be awesome. They needed an internship for their college, and I needed someone as well as someone to help me with a bunch of stuff I plan on doing out there to come with me. And so that aligned, okay? All this happened, like right when I made this decision, I look for things that align. And my uh, this Miami stuff was stressing me the fuck out where I was focusing mainly on, on the move and not like the things I actually should be focused on. I was forcing stuff. I was just forcing this move. I was forcing it to be right. I was forcing, 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 forcing. I took a step back and let what I think should happen, happen. That's when things started coming into place. So my friend slash intern, which is funny, is coming out with me for the two months in Colorado, which I'm very, very happy about. My brother has lived out of the state for like seven years. He just trans, uh, shifted jobs, and he's coming back to St. Louis and needs a place to stay. You want to split the rent with me? Yeah. Boom. Got someone to cover this rent while I'm in Colorado. And so now I have these six months to go into life with this newfound mentality that TM has really showed me. Without TM, there's no way that I would be thinking the way that I do. There's not a chance. For those of you in St. Louis, if you are not going to Linda, go to tm.org, fill out the information, and they'll give you her email, and you can schedule, because I think they only do it once a month, and it's the only one in Missouri, and this is one of the best teachers you can possibly have. She's been doing it since 1977 full-time. This is her life. This is her passion. I can't possibly think of a better person to learn this from, and it will change your life. Because it, it definitely has changed it. So I wouldn't say it has, I will obviously it has changed my life, but it's more so changed my mentality that will long-term change my life. It's like a long-term investment, which it can be shaky at the start. You know, it can go up, down, down but long-term, that fucker's going up. So yeah, man, that's where I'm at. This is going to be awesome because when I move out of here, it's not going to be a rush. It's not going to be a stressful situation. It's not going to be scattered things. It's going to be a smooth progression of time of getting rid of the things that I don't want, that I don't need. It's going to be a smooth progression of things on working on the projects I want to work on, the things that I want to do. It's going to be a smooth progression of improving myself physically, mentally, and spiritually. It's going to be a smooth progression overall. And when I talk about this, like, I get really happy because I was so close. I was a couple, I was like one or two carfuls of stuff away from being completely out of this place, completely. And I really think it's because TM, the way it allows you to think and the way that it waters your roots of thinking allowed me to really analyze, is this the right decision? And it wasn't. It just wasn't. As much as I wanted it to be, it just wasn't. This was going to a disaster if I didn't do the TM. So now what the plan is, 
two months in Colorado. Talk about a great reset with a really good friend of mine. A lot of reading, a lot of working out, and a lot of working. And just a lot of thinking. Just a lot of thinking and doing. Because I think last time I went out there, it was mainly thinking. But now it's the thinking and doing and improving. And the details that, that go even deeper than that, you guys just wouldn't even believe, honestly, if I told you. But man, am I happy with this decision. And there's going to be some people I know who are like, oh, he's staying another week. I, I knew it. I don't care. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, even if I thought I knew what was best for me, I now know what's best for me because I'm now at, I can feel myself be a different person. I've never, ever felt like this. Until, like, I would say, even when I started, like, taking off with the dropshipping and stuff and YouTube, I felt myself still being, I, I felt myself still being myself to the core. But somewhere in coronavirus, I just kind of forgot that. And, man, after, going after this, it's... uh. This is not a podcast, like looking at the past couple podcasts, this is not a podcast that I necessarily want to do about this specific topic, but I believe that this topic is important for you to understand where I'm at and understand where I want to go and understand the fundamentals behind that. I definitely don't want to make this, like moving forward, that's why I want to talk about the changes coming to this But I don't want this to be... This is me. This is what I do. This is about me. This is about me. This is, no, I want. I don't want that because I know that's not what I want to do. Like I just don't want to talk about myself all the time, and so that's why I'll be incorporating a lot of new things, such as send me the videos or the audio clips of any questions you have, non-drop shipping or stock trading fundamentals, because. That's something I just don't want to answer. I don't want to um, just take stock questions or drop shipping questions. I want to take your questions, your real questions. Your real questions about life. Your real questions on things that you want my opinion on. Situations that you're in. I'll give my opinion on that. I've said this before. I don't want to answer when to transition into a CBO ad. I don't want to answer... The best way to analyze a company in terms of... I don't want to do any of that. I want to help you be you. And I want to help you find your own inner answers. And step one, man, I'd say TM. TM. If you, if you guys have related to this podcast at all, TM. Because TM will change the way you think about everything especially yourself. And just remember, it might be Rocky at the start, but Rocky Balboa. It'll be Rocky Balboa at the start. But I just wanted to update everybody on that because I just did not feel well starting in like mid-February to May. And now I'm feeling better than I ever than I have in a long time. 
And so now that I'm feeling better, I feel better about making videos. I've talked about this before. I've never seen, like, my energy is so high right now that my computer is so fucked up right now uh, with the slider energy. That's, okay, that's one thing I do want to talk about. For the past five or six months, my slider energy has not been relevant at all in my life. And that is scary to me because that has never been the case since I was, like, 20. Things would always happen almost on a daily basis in terms of electronics fucking up, lights shutting off. That has not happened in a while until recently. And why is this? Because I was living life at a low vibrational level where my main priorities in life, I would say, was pleasure, not fulfillment. And that's it. Fundamentally wrong fundamentally wrong through tm i had this self-analyzation and now electronics are fucking up left and right like i can't even just like google chrome it wouldn't allow me to search anything i type okay there we go now it wasn't opening i was hitting it and it was making that sound that's never happened before now google chrome is open my tabs aren't showing up my tabs are showing up now it's showing up now it's showing a random web address but shown nothing for that web address. Now my Gmail is not working. Nothing's working. I'm typing in shit. It's not working. So we're going to have to go to these questions on the phone, man. I'm happy to see this stuff happening again. I really am. And so that I'm, that's why, to conclude that part of everything, I just really want to make this video to update you guys on why I've kind of been more absent than ever recently. Is because eventually I just had to go through this change. And I'm glad I did. So let's get to these questions. Again, email me your questions at advice from Scott. Advice from Scott at gmail.com. And send me from now on, honestly, I'm only gonna be answering video and audio questions. That's it. What the? For some reason, it's not showing up. Dude, this is so weird. Now my emails, now my email is fucking up. What in the shit? There we go. Jesus. Okay. So I'll get into some of these questions right now. And if you guys have any questions about that, leave them in the comments. Or again, send me a video. Send me a video. If you have a question relating to what I just taught, send me a video. Send me an audio if you don't want to show your face at all. And I'll play it on the podcast and answer it um, live. Because, man, I just want to help people. I want to help people and I want to make people laugh. Those two things is what's driving me right now. Helping people and helping people laugh. I guess that kind of falls into the category of helping people. Okay. 
So I'm going to do some of these questions. And then from now on, guys, it's going to be video questions and audio questions only. And I'm just, uh, I'm really excited to see the changes that not only come myself, changes in this podcast, changes in my YouTube, because I got some changes that I'm bringing to YouTube. Um, if you, and that's one thing I'll talk about too. Like, uh, if you look, I deleted my last two videos on YouTube because I just really wasn't happy with the the videos. I was not in the right mindset. Uh, I was going through that while making it. I felt like I was rushing and I was just making a video to make a video, which I should, you should never do something just to do it. You should do something and do it as well as possible. Take your time. If you need a break, you need a break. Jesus went to the mountains for 17 years before he came back. 17 years. Obviously, there's way, way more um, um, questions. I mean, way more um, examples of that. Here's a question from Atomic. Hey, Scott, was just curious. Could you just say all the books that you've read over the years and your transformation from Uber driver buster to the person you are today and has changed your mindset and the way you think daily. Okay. So book recommendations, um, I win the devil for sure. I got some up there. Uh, how to win friends and influence people insane thinking grow rich. I've talked about this before. Uh, just go on my YouTube. Actually, I think I did 15 books. Maybe go on my YouTube. It's one of the more recent videos in terms of upload date and, I just cover all those, man. I just cover all those. Let's see. Yeah, so, and this is why I also want to keep it audio and video because some of these emails are just so long and for me to read through it and then sometimes I like read through it and then it's a dropshipping question. I'm like, fuck. So that's... um. That's why um, I wanted to do... Here's an interesting one. Michael says, What are your thoughts on the New World Order? If so, what are they? Man, 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 man. There's a lot of alien talk lately. And it's not confirmed, but there's rumors that the former NASA head, who was actually a former Nazi, who brought over with uh, Operation Paperclip, said on his deathbed that we need to beware of the one uh, for the fake alien invasion. And Ronald Reagan's also on, you can look this up on YouTube, talking about how if an alien invasion happened, it would be amazing because we would all form as one, one world order. And so it's really interesting how all this alien talks all of a sudden happening. So I don't know. That's what I thought. A lot of book questions for sure. Okay, so shout out this man from Spain. As Fez would say, for the past two, uh, as of a couple days ago, the past two week, two months, I was in Spain without the S. But uh, he says, I've had a bad situation these past months at home since I dropped out of college. I'm the first one in the whole family to drop out, and everybody seems to be disappointed. Due to this and the poor energy of my environment, I've been zero motivated and focused on my goals and the fact of not seeing results. 
yet makes me less motivated. Can you give me some advice on how to uh, get back? Man, I can relate to you like 100%. When I dropped out of college, it was just negative energy. The, the house I was living in, I absolutely despise the actual house. Not my parents, of course, but the actual house was horrible conditions. And if you want me to be honest, that's what drove me to really work hard. Working two jobs and then coming home and working on social media marketing. That I just wanted to get out of there so much. So use that as your fuel, man. Use that as your fuel. Because you obviously, it's a, it's a negative environment. So what I would do is I'd go to the library and work there. I could not work in there. Don't work in there, man. Do not. Because that energy is going to flow into your work. I guarantee it. Find a somewhere with Wi-Fi with a beautiful view. That's when I started being addicted to views. Is that library that I went to is this brand new library with all glass, and it looked over like this zoo, and it was like a really cool place to work. I spent so many hours in there reading and working, and that's what you need to do. You're kind of think about this. You're at an advantage because you're at a disadvantage. A lot of people have a lot of things given to them, and they get support no matter what. That can be a con. You're in a situation where you have a reason to want to get out of there. You have what it's right in front of you. You want to get out of there. Use that as your fuel to get out of there. So Luke is coming in with the heavy question. Ever since I was a kid, I've always dreamed of taking over the world and uniting mankind. A hey, new world order in here. Certainly, it would have a massive challenge, but I believe the outcome would bring more good than bad. We could end poverty and wars and such and start looking towards other planets and work as people start to move in, colonizing all over the place, which I would bring its own challenges. But ever since I was like seven or eight, I've had this dream, and you're someone I respect and admire. So my question is, what are your thoughts on this? Also, I'd like to build a Dyson sphere around the sun and harvest its energy. Don't know if it's possible, whether, but I want to do it. Luke, you can change the world by not taking it over. Just that's my advice because your first sentence says that you dream of taking over the world and uniting mankind. That is very counterproductive for real. But I don't think this passion is unfounded. I don't think these thoughts are unfounded. You can unite but you, because think about it like this you can't unite mankind by taking it over. You unite mankind by allowing people to coexist. So I would say look at what Steve Jobs did. Steve Jobs did, united the world. As people talk shit on iPhones or whatever, think about it. Kanye brought it up. Before Steve Jobs, there'd be $25,000 Motorola phones, $4,000 Samsungs, because there's a class system in the phone. And when Steve Jobs came and came, iPhone. Not only did that unite everybody in connection and social media access and all this, it united people for the fact of we may be different in many different ways, but we got the same phone. You may have a Lamborghini, I might have a Toyota Corolla, 
or we have the same phone. So think about it like that. You don't unite people by making them equal. You unite people by putting them on a similar plane. So just think about that. The Dyson sphere around the sun, I don't know anything about that, so I can't comment, but I would say think about the fundamentals of this passion that you have of taking over the world and uniting mankind. Because inside all of us, there's evil, and that evil comes out with power. So if you were the leader of the entire world, it just there's no such thing. Well, because think about Jesus, okay? He came, and he wasn't here to take over the world. He was here to unite the world. So your second half is perfect. Your first half has some major flaws with it. Because taking it over is an ego, is the ego, is your ego talking. Uniting mankind is your consciousness talking. And we're all connected consciously, every single one of us. So yeah, that's what I have to say about that. And I think I'm going to wrap up this podcast around here. I just want to rem- comment our gang. I just want to see how many people listen through that entire story of what's been going on with me. Moving forward, I definitely want to, like I said, focus on a, a whole array of topics. I don't want to just say, this is what I did the past week, da 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 da. I got into kind of that rut because I was so distracted like, I feel so undistracted right now. It's really great. They say the chains of habits are too light to be felt while they're being formed, but too heavy to break once they are. And I feel like I'm just breaking chains out here. Breaking chains. Comment one hour, gang, if you made it this far. One hour, gang. Because I've been talking one hour straight, basically, about what's been going on. And... uh yeah, that's going, man. I'm going to end on this question because this one's great. This is from Nick. What would you do if you were going through a hard time and you find yourself getting angrier, easier at the people closest to you? From Alaska. Wow. Shout out Nick from Alaska. What would you do if you're going through a hard time and you find, man, this podcast covered a lot of that. I'd say get into TM because it's all about the, there's so much benefit and I've, I've avoided this for so long of self-analyzation and a lot of people don't want to do it and they get angrier and angrier because they never go, they never water that root. They never go to the source of like, you're, you're having a hard time. Okay. Through TM, you find yourself understanding why that time is hard. Obviously, there's a lot of factors to it. Okay, this happened, but why is that affecting you? I read a great passage in the in uh, Outwitting the Devil yesterday that I think you should hear. I texted it to my friend, actually, so I have it written down right here. And we're going to end on this. Life gives no immunity against adversity but life gives everyone the power of positive thought, which is sufficient to master all circumstances of adversity and convert them into benefits. 
this goes back to what I was talking to uh, that other man about, about how he hated where he lived. It was very negative. Life gives no one immunity against adversity, uh-uh, but life gives everyone the power of positive thought, which is sufficient to master all circumstances of adversity and convert them into benefits. Unbelievable. Just really analyze why you're getting angrier at the people closest to you, the people who love you. Water that root, man, because that is a plague. You're releasing a plague to the people around you, and those people won't, won't want to be around you. I think they call it hypnotic rhythm, where you become the circumstances of your environment, but it's further than that. You become the circumstances of... If you allow it to, that's what they talk about in the, I win the devil. 97% of people are victims of hypnotic rhythm because they allow themselves to become victims of their own environment. And as hard as this might be to sound, as hard as this might sound, the people that you're getting angry at that are closest to you are the victims, and you're the one bringing that to them. So that was an eye-opening experience for me when I realized that a couple months ago. But I'd rather not get too more deep into that. But yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed this one. Big changes are coming to myself. Therefore, big changes are coming to my life. If you guys really want to make a change in your life, you got to make a change in yourself. This is something I knew, but I did not understand until recently, until I started doing the TM. And I started watering my roots. Adore that motherfucking fruit. Anyway, guys, happy to be back. Got some great things planned in the future now, especially now that I'm not distracted by I need to find a place. I need to find a place. I need to find a place in in this amount of time. No, man, I can chill. I'm in no rush. Thanks, guys.